Hi there, this is Velvet, Velvet Steel, and you're listening to Transistor. I just want to give you a heads up and let you know that the sound quality on my podcast right now is not the best, but that's only because I'm moving into a new studio and getting everything tip-top so you'll have a better quality sound to listen to, and that should be in the next coming weeks. So please enjoy, listen, laugh, and learn. Episode 21 of Transistor for November 4th, 2012. With topics trans journey, bee sting lips for real, ouch, translation, the art of the past, we're going to talk about lips and transitions, restylene in the lips, then transonic, my pussy, and you can't have it, slave, transformers, the flesh jack, you're going to love this, boys, and transmissions, with news from around the world, some good, some not so good, and finally, transcriptions, with a letter from a listener from Tony wondering if I can reach orgasm. you want to listen to that. This is Transistor, with your host, Velvet Steel. interesting haul and it's been stuff that I wouldn't say has necessarily shaped what I've been all about and how I got to where I got to but things along my path as a child really kind of you know set the standard maybe I remember one year when we were up at my parents farm when we were kids and we were playing around running around and I was always curious about nature I don't know why but I always was and I always went looking at things and checking things out and playing around well I came across some bumblebees and they happened to be around this old car that was at the back of the farm. And it was this beautiful old car, and it was flipped upside down. And before we flipped it upside down, we used to play in this car because the window still worked. The old ivory handle still worked. The fabric on the seats was beautiful. We even had people coming to that farm wanting to buy this thing. And I can't remember what it was, but it was certainly one of those sexy, sexy, fun cars that had all the stuff on the inside that everybody wanted to work. Roll-up windows, like I said, with the ivory handles before, a beautiful ivory-handled steering wheel it was this deep deep midnight blue well once it got flipped upside down it turned into this whole other thing this whole other thing meaning that all the animals on the farm including the cows the goats and the chickens all had their free reign of running around in it and on it and doing whatever else they were doing on it and then the bees the bees started making nests in there and bumblebees i didn't know that bumblebees actually live in the ground and they burrow under there and that's where they keep their nests well I guess my curiosity got the best of me, and there I went following these bumblebees into the ground and poking with sticks. I had a stick. I was poking it in and out, in and out of that hole like there was no tomorrow, and I don't know why I was doing it, but I was doing it, and suddenly I had a whole swarm of these bumblebees after me, and did you know that bumblebees can sting more than once? Well, they can. And here they were, they stung me on the neck, one of them stung me twice, couldn't stop stinging me, and then I got the final piece de resistance, which happened to be a sting on the lip. 
Yes, I know all you listeners out there are thinking, oh, well, a lot of people pay for that. And they do. They do pay for being stained lips and all those injections that make those lovely, luscious lips so much bigger because, you know, you want them all bigger so you can do nasty, naughty things with those dirty, fabulous lips and cocksucker red lipstick. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Anyway, um, so there I was with this bee that had stung my lips. It swelled up. It was so huge and so painful, and the skin got so tight on that lip. My upper lip, right in the center there, my mother burst out laughing. Rather than do anything, she just laughed at me. So, oh, look at that lip. You don't have to worry about lipstick on you. I don't know if that was a telltale thing or something that she was trying to say to me at that time, but... Um, my mother never really admitted to a lot, and we're going to talk about that at a later time in a later show. More a little bit about psychology, I guess. And uh, so there was mom laughing at my huge, swollen upper lip. And let me tell you, it hurt like a motherfucker. And it took a long time for that sting to go away and that swelling. It was, you know, I mean, if you want an example of what it looked like, you can go and do a little bit of a Google search and look at people like Amanda Lepore or Pete Burns. You'll see those lips that they've got. They're pretty ginormous things. And yeah, that was the lips that I had as a kid. Translation. Art of the past. Lips. They are enticing. They are sexy. Some people have them. Some people don't have them. Some people get things done with them. And, well, one of the most basic things that most people do with lips is they paint them. They want them nice colors. And the whole idea behind painting lips red, well, it's to get the blood flow, to look like there's blood flow in those lips. It's much more sexually enticing, appealing. And, well, anybody that's got red lips, don't we all stop and stare? I think we do. And there's a way to paint the lips, you know, and I feel sorry for some of those individuals who just don't have either an upper lip or a lower lip, not very much volume. And, uh, you know, or if they've got both that have little volume, then they have to go and find themselves going and painting their lips really, really big. And um, you don't want to get into overpainting. And my recommendation for people who are using their lips is you get some lip liner and get a lip liner that's not going to be something that's going to allow the lipstick, when you do put that on, to bleed over and beyond onto your face. You don't want that. You want your lips to be beautiful pearls. I don't know why I'm saying pearls, but I guess it's because I like the shine that a pearl has and the gloss that lipstick gives. It's so, mm, you look at it, that smooth, glistening, wet thing. It just, it makes you want to touch. It's like the sign that says wet paint. What do we do? We all go and touch. Well, you see beautiful, juicy red lips. What do you want to do? You want to go and touch. And, well, I don't know what you want to touch them with, but that's entirely up to you. But start off with a nice, gentle lip line around there. And especially if you've got nothing on the bottom, then try to paint it a little bit fuller down through the center section, a little bit wider, plumper. And if you don't have anything on the upper lip, paint the same thing. Start with your points underneath your nose, where your nose comes down into your lip. Make it bigger. You want to make it bigger through the center. And practice in the mirror, because you don't want to do something when your face end up going out on the street thinking that you look all hot and sexy and while you've got clown face going on with all that lipstick. Mm-mm-mm. And then once you've got the lip liner on, you're happy with the results. Why don't you try putting on the color that you're going to be wearing? Oh, we didn't talk about color, did we? Well, now I'm going to. 
try to get your lipstick. This is one thing that I've always done. And I see some of them out there. Some of these cross-dressers, some of these other ones that are going through transition. And uh, it's not that easy to put your lipstick on first to start off with. You think that the bigger means better? Sometimes bigger means clown. It looks funny. And I mean, you know, I've gone to bed guilty as charged, waking up in the morning with what I call clown face. The lipstick has not only stayed on my face, well, it's gotten all over my face. So it's gone from my lips to all over. And I wake up thinking I'm looking so hot laying next to whoever I'm laying next to. Well, at this point, it means my boyfriend. And uh, I, there's always a, a giggle elicited from that boy's face when he sees me waking up with clown face. And there it is, clown face. So pick your color. A uh, couple shades maybe lighter than your lip liner because it's going to make your lips stand out that much better. And one thing that you want to think about doing is there's this product out there called Lip Fusion. I like it. And if you click on the link, you're going to have a good look at that one because it actually plumps up the lips, much like the bee sting story that I just talked about. Not that painful, and it certainly does tingle, and it's kind of fun to put on. You know, I remember putting that on. We were all sitting around in the living room, and there was the whole group of us guys and girls with lip fusion lip plumper on. Well, what a bunch of bee sting fools we were. It was funny, but anyway, you had to be there kind of thing like that. Oh, well, if you're creative, the lip fusion does work in other areas of the body. Wink, wink. And, uh, you know, everybody's asking about gloss versus matte these days when it comes to lipstick as well. It's all up to you. Really and truthfully, the choice is yours. If you want lipstick that doesn't shine, then go for a matte finish. That's exactly what matte finish means. It's not going to shine. Think of your finishes on your wall. You have your matte finish, your dull, you have your eggshell, your gloss, your high gloss, your semi-glosses, all those different things. The same applies to lipstick. It's all about the finish you want on those beautiful lips. And don't forget... Once you've got that lipstick on there, you're going to need to blot just a little bit because you're going to have a lot of residue everywhere when you finally get going on it. And um, unless your idea of leaving lipstick on your pillows, on your teeth, on your, well, on your collar, in your hair is something that you want to do, great. I mean, I had better places where I want to leave my lipstick. And that happens to be on the side of a glass after a nice cocktail out at a bar. You always get someone's attention. Um, or, you know, on a napkin and leave it on that table ever so artfully so the next person coming is wondering who had that lipstick on that napkin. And better yet, there's other places on the human body I could think about leaving some nice color, don't you? are the most gratifying, provided you've gone to a doctor of good repute. Um, you know, you want to go to somebody that's actually going to be having a reputation to be dealing with things like this. And I did for, well, shits and giggles, go to see exactly what that was going to be all about by checking out a Dr. Francis Jang here in Vancouver. And uh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but what I had seen was an ad in the newspaper that basically talked about Restylane, and it was at a discounted price. Well, there I was, picking up the phone, punching in those numbers as quick as I possibly could to the point where I dialed the wrong number to start off with. And when I finally got in there, I got a booking. And uh, it was a couple weeks down the road, and I was told exactly how much I needed to bring with me, $700 to be exact. It wasn't very cheap. And that was for a full syringe. 
if you asked me the CCs as to how many was going in there, I couldn't tell you. It was probably like maybe two. Nothing huge, nothing outrageous. But uh, so there I was on the bus going to the doctor's office to get my happy lips made plumper, fuller, beautiful, bigger, and all these other different things. And I decided that I was going to do the upper and lower. I wanted a little bit more on my upper. And I wanted that to be just on the outside corners of my lips moving up towards the center parts. And on my lower, I wanted it through the bottom so I could get a little bit more of a pout on my lower lip. And I thought it was going to be so good. And guess me, I spent hours, even days, in that mirror poking, plumping, pinching, pulling, stretching my lips so that I could get a better idea of what my lips were going to look like. And uh, so I get there and I'm ushered into this beautiful room, waiting room, and it's so clinical, but it's so sexy and it's so interesting and all these different things are all over the place and all these pamphlets about different cosmetic procedures. Trust me, it's not the first time I've been into a doctor's office, especially a cosmetic surgeon. So anyway, there I was reading all these different things about lip enhancement. And the one that I was getting was Restylane. And all I could think about at that time was, this is going to bloody well hurt. And I hope they're going to numb it because I know people that have gone to get these things done and they haven't had any sort of numbing going on. And, um, well, it didn't sound like it was the most exciting thing for them to have done. Painful, quite painful. So anyway, here this lovely nurse came in and unbeknownst to me, she was the one who was going to be doing the lip injection for me. So after we consulted a little bit and talked about what it was that I wanted, she went off to happily get her injections, um, syringes full of this lovely wrestling, nice clear liquid and fluid. And there I was laying back on the table when she came at my face with another lit needle. And she gently peeled my lips back and she attacked the insides of my lips with that needle. Whoa! That first sting was a doozy. It was just took me right back to my childhood getting that bumblebee jammed onto my face, pumping away into my upper lip. And I'm not saying pumping away in a good way. I'm talking about pumping away, that little bastard. And there she was doing it too. So after that first job, well, I started to feel nothing. Because what she was doing was actually numbing the area so that she could get right in there and give me all this stuff. And um, so after about two minutes of doing that and making sure she had it fully in there, in, out, in, out, moving around, in, out, moving around, and from the upper lip to the lower lip, in, out, moving around, up, in, out, my lips were fully numb. And at this point, I could start to feel them swelling because, well, you're putting in another foreign substance, another liquid, and it's making my lips get bigger. And certainly they were getting bigger, even just with that in there. So she had informed me at this point in time that she had to base what she was going to do in my lips based on... Well, the amount of swelling that had actually taken place from the numbing agent, because this is stuff that was actually going to fade off and leave the rest of it in place. So she had to sort of look at it and really creatively and artfully decide how she was going to do it, where she was going to do it. This made me feel pretty good, actually. So I was quite happy about that. And um, there she was, five minutes later, coming back in, and we were on the get-go to do this. And uh, needless to say, this process took a little bit longer because she was not actually going in as slow as she did or as quick as she did, I should say, with the numbing agent. She was in with this one and it was slow first all the way in with the needle. And let me stress, I couldn't feel a thing, but there she was working it in and I could feel it actually going in because I have this uncanny ability to feel when someone's injecting some sort of fluid into my body through a syringe. I've always had that. I sometimes even get to taste it. I know as weird as that is. But anyway, 
So she was injecting this into my upper lip and she started from the inside, up at the top there, right underneath the nose there, along my lip line, down to the bottom and started filling in right at the very corner of my mouth first. And as she would slowly pull that needle out, she was filling it in and I could feel it plumping, totally feel it plumping. And then from the right side, she went to the left side and did the exact same thing. It was exciting. It was fun. It was everything that I wanted it to be. And laying there getting my face jabbed with these needles was kind of interesting. Well, my lips in particular. I mean, I've had needles elsewhere on my face, but we'll talk about that later. So when she was done with the upper lip, it took about 15 minutes. It wasn't that long at all. She started on my lower lip. And I couldn't believe this was all still from one syringe. No, just one syringe. And what she did on the lower lip was she went from the center of my lip, my bottom lip, to the outside. Not all the way out, but just enough to plump those lips up down there so I had these lovely, beautiful, pouty lips. I was so excited I couldn't wait to show these things off. Well, I was told as I was leaving that there could be the possibility that I'd be coming back to get a little bit more of a touch-up. You know, a little bit more in there and hopefully making them a little bit bigger. And, um, well, they were right. Because there I was on the bus going in for my touch-up. And little did I know, I was going to swell a little bit more after my touch-up. So two weeks later, after the initial injections, I was back up there getting a touch-up done to, well, further plump up the upper and the lower. But for some reason, I seriously bruised and um, I seriously swelled. And there I was leaving the office with these lips that kept growing and growing and growing to the point where I could see myself on that bus. As I got on that bus, looking around and looking in the mirror and looking, well, the mirror being the glass beside me because the reflection was there. And then I pulled out my compact to get a better look at these lips that just kept on growing. Well, there I was having a good old little laugh to myself on the bus with my lips that just kept on growing and growing and growing and well I have no regrets and would I do it all over again you betcha and sonic because I like to think of myself as supersonic at least sometimes my life as a dominatrix has always been exciting and fun. Um, let me tell you, it's not been about getting at my pussy. No way. Most of the time, actually all of the time, what am I saying most of the time? All the time there was never anybody that was ever getting close to it. And when I had those little bastards all tied up, and they were always against that wall with that cross, my St. Andrew's cross, and they were so tight... There I was, standing there in front of them in full gear, from head to toe, my bra, my nice leather corset strapped in so tight. Generally, I had a garter belt over top that supported my nice stockings to seam up the back or fishnets, because I believed that the legs should be clad in either fishnet or seam up the back stockings. They're hot, they're sexy, they make the look work. And then underneath that, I've got panties, panties that go right up the crack of my ass with a nice g-string. And I always like to have nice, frilly, sexy panties that match my bra. So whether it's a leather bra and leather panties, or whether it's a latex bra and latex panties, or if it's some sort of sexy, frilly lingerie in whatever color of choice I want to wear, you can rest assured that that's what I've got on, and I have it matching with my corset in between. Did I forget to tell you about my high heels? Well, I've got high heels that start anywhere from 4 inches all the way up to 9 inches. Depending on what I feel like, I can be anywhere from six feet up to seven feet, towering over you with these nice, juicy tits in your face. And I know you want to stand there looking at my tits and try to bury your nose in between these things, but you're never going to get anywhere near them, let alone any other part of my body. 
And there you are standing there all tied up, so tight against my cross. My cross is keeping you at bay. And I'm just rubbing myself all over you, cooing into you about what a dirty, filthy little boy you are. How much of a slave you really, truly are. You're worthy of nothing. You're worthy of no flesh up against your flesh. You're worthy of not getting any pussy. You're worthy of nothing, not even fucking anything that remotely resembles a pussy. No, you're not, because I'm not going to let you have it. But what I'm going to let you have is something else. Because I know you want pussy. I know you want to stick your big hard cock into pussy while you're all strapped up and tied up there. But you can't do it. I'm going to bring out my flashlight. Otherwise known as my flash jack. And I've got a clear one called the ice jack. And the reason I have that is because I like to see the action. Ooh, you're so excited now. I can tell. Because I hear all this time you thought you were going to get my pussy from what I was telling you. All those sweet nothings and somethings I was cooing into those ears of yours. Well, leading you on. Tease and denial. It's always good, isn't it? It's always fun. You're never going to get at my pussy. This is going to be the best thing. The next best thing. And after running a little bit of warm water through it to warm it up, I'm going to lube up that hard cock of yours and I'm going to stick it onto your cock. And I'm going to work you into such a frenzy. You're going to beg me to stop because you don't want to come just yet, do you? But who said it was up to you as to whether or not you could come right now? You can't move. You're straining against all those restraints from the ankles to your waist to your thighs, even up to your wrists. And if you're good, I've probably got a collar on you that's even keeping you that much tighter against that St. Andrew's cross. So tight. And let alone me leaning up against you with my big tits on your chest. All you can feel is their massive size against your body through my latex bra rubbing smoothly across your chest. Ooh, it has a breathing sweet, filthy, dirty nothings into that slutty ear of yours, you dirty bitching whore. Because that's really what you are as I'm gently working away on your cock with my flashlight. Faster and faster and faster. And I can see the angst that's building up into your eyes. And I've always loved doing this, and I still will love doing this, and I'm never going to stop doing this, masturbating you, working you into a frenzy, so that at some point, even after begging all this time about, please stop, mistress, please stop, pop, I'm going to make you fucking come into the end of that thing, and it's going to be such a delicious finish. You're going to be so spent of all your energy. You can't wait to get taken down off that cross, but wait. I'm not going to let you down right away because you've got to stand there and hold yourself up while I go and rinse it out. Transformers. Yes, hot on the heels of Transonic. I'm talking to you about the flesh jack, otherwise known as a fleshlight. And that actually does look like a flashlight and flashlight. So there's a play on words there. And they are approximately about 10 to 14 inches in length. They just come out with a new one called Flight, which is actually black. And it's small and very compact and very unassuming. So those of you who are very familiar with this device will know exactly the amount of pleasure it can give. 
these things are amazing and I love them and I highly encourage all you dirty boys out there to go and get one especially for those times when you happen to be alone and the right hand just isn't working for you let alone the left hand acting as a stranger working yourself off into a frenzy go and get yourself a flashlight there's lots of places you can get them you can even look online or if you're here in Vancouver you can come and see me at Sweet Adult Boutique I'll show you what they're all about I'll even talk to you about the interiors yes the interiors so now you've made the decision to come and get a flashlight well you've got all kinds of choices of color from the exterior to the interior you've got a pearl finish on one of them you've got the gold finish on another you've even got a black finish on one you've got clear so you can see right through it too because i like to see all the action and i bet if you're a filthy dirty pervert like i am you're gonna like to see all the action because it's just as hot and in particular your partner will love to see you working that as well so get a clear one that's my recommendation and then once we get past that, you screw off the top and the bottom. Now the top has a bigger opening there. Well, of course, that's where you put yourself. And the bottom has a smaller opening, and that's the pressure regulator. What that does is helps keep the suction at a constant level for you, for whatever your preference be. So that's something you need to work out yourself. Now inside these things, the casing that is actually holding the actual jelly, not jelly, but cyber skin interior, which is actually a silicone base, um, is actually a hardened silicone plastic. Now, I'm just going to let you know that silicone lubricant in contact with these does make it melt. Trust me, I know, seen it, done it, been there. So don't get any silicone lubricant with it. Use a water-based, and I'm going to stress this again and again and again. Now, this device has all kinds of multitudes of colors. You've heard me talking about the ice one, which is all clear through. Well, that means that the cyber skin on the inside is also clear. It's see-through, so you can see through that. A nice see-through membrane. You've got ones that are pink. You've got ones that are brown. Yes, believe it, brown. And those are pretty much that you, the colors that you have for selection for those guys there. And as I said before, you've got a pearl-colored exterior. You've got a gold-colored exterior. You've even got a black exterior. You've got a clear exterior. And uh, I've even seen red and black. Oh, there's one that they did that was really quite fun, I thought, in the shape of a Coke can and one for Dracula teeth. So if you're sticking your cock in something, well, if you're a little bit kinky and you want to go that extra further and think that you're putting your dick inside Dracula's mouth, there you go. There's another one for you that they have as well. Fun, fun things. And I talked about the inside. The insides of these have swirls. They have vacuum chambers, they have knobs, they have smooth finish, they have stripes. You can actually go and custom make yours if you actually go to the website and order it from there. We even have ones that are molded from actual porn stars. Yes, porn stars. And you've got your choice of their ass or their pussy or their mouth. And I'm not just talking about women here. I'm talking about male porn stars too. So if you gay boys out there listening are thinking that you might want to get one of those, I suggest you go and check it out. Flesh Jack. It's exciting, it's fun, and it's one of those toys that no dirty boy should be without. Transmissions. News from around the world. Some good, some not so good. Well, I'm going to start off with a few of them here that I think are kind of, well, interesting and funny and whatever. Gang member wanted for trans brothel robbery. 
Hmm, I didn't know there existed such a thing. Well, yes, there is. A California judge has issued a $1 million arrest for a 22-year-old street thug. This is an article that comes to me from Joe Morgan. A gang member is wanted for robbing a transgender brothel and threatening to murder the prostitutes. After failing to appear for a jury trial in California, United States, on Monday the 27th of August, a $1 million warrant was issued for the street thug's arrest, as reported by the Orange County Register. Cesar Valley is facing a life term in prison if convicted of robbery, burglary, and other charges. Superior Court Judge W. Michael Hayes issued the arrest warrant when Val could not be located six hours after his court time. He had been set free on a $100,000 bail. Both 22 Vale and Christian Cabrera were arrested in April 2010 after Santa Ana police were dispatched to an apartment on a call of a home invasion robbery. All police found were several transgendered women with several mattresses on the floor. Ooh, how seedy and dirty. According to Deputy District Attorney Eric Peterson, According to court records, one victim had a deep laceration on her hand and all appeared to be frightened. One admitted the apartment was a front for transgender brothel and said three gang members came by earlier in the evening and demanded a tax of $60 per prostitute. According to Peterson, one of the gang members said, if you don't pay, we'll come back and kill you. Reports say Val and others returned around midnight, assaulted one of the prostitutes, demanded money, stole a laptop and phone, and fled in a white sedan. Cabrera pleaded guilty in 2010 to street gang activity and second-degree robbery and is serving a five-year prison term. Uh, I just want to touch base on this one as well because I will be covering a longer in-depth show in the near future in regards to transsexual prostitution, generally a means for many of these people, such as myself, to make money to live and to further their cosmetic procedures to pass. Trans women to benefit from Peruvian scholarship program. This is one that's actually a little bit more happy. Becca Trans will help 45 transgender women study a technical career or matriculate in universities through five Peruvian cities. This is a story that comes to me from Jean Paul Zapata. A coalition of Peruvian LGBT groups have started Becca Trans, a scholarship program for transgender women. The homosexual movement of Lima, M-H-O-L, one of Latin America's leading LGBT organizations started in 1982, has teamed up with AIDS group Via Libra and the RUNA Institute of Gender Studies and Development, RUNA, to offer 45 transgender women the opportunity to complete their studies. This is awesome. Trans teens are possibly one of the most bully groups in schools, making it so that lots of times they don't finish school, said Belisa Andia Perez, executive director of RUNA. This initiative looks to transform the reality of trans teens in schools and represents an opportunity to improve the quality of life for transgender people in our country. To qualify for a scholarship, entries must be of age and present a valid birth certificate along with a recommendation from a trans organization. Applicants will then be evaluated by a team of experts made up of representatives from UNESCO, UNAIDS, and the Ministry of Education, among others. Giovanni Romero Infante, president of MHOL, said in a statement, We're confident the Becca Trans will demonstrate to the state and to society the real potential of trans individuals. According to MHOL, the goal of Becca Trans is to reduce the number of new HIV transmissions in the most vulnerable communities, which include the transgender communities, through promoting anti-discrimination, public policies, and encouraging the unification of LGBT groups in the country. Becca Trans is part of the program Peru presented at the 10th anniversary of the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, Tuberculosis, and Malaria. That is a very positive story. 
pensions for the transgender community in Tamil Nadu. The state government of the Indian state of Tamil Nadu announced a pension scheme for transgender residents. And this is a story that comes to us by Anna Leach. The government of the southern Indian state of Tamil Nadu has announced the introduction of a pension scheme specifically for the transgender community. The state's chief minister, Jay Dale Latita, said earlier this month that 11.7 million rupees has been budgeted for the pension scheme for destitute transgenders, Legal India reported. Members of the transgender community who are over 40 years old and in need of financial support will be eligible for 1,000 rupees a month. Despite a long history, strong culture and distinct role in Indian society, transgender women, hijras, in India are often rejected by their families in a nation where the elderly are usually cared for by relatives. Big, no big surprise there. Estimates of the numbers of transgender women in Tamil Nadu vary from 30,000 to 300,000. That's a lot. The state is home to the village of Kuvagam, where tens of thousands of transgender women from across the country gather to celebrate a 15-day festival every year in April or May. The state government of Tamil Nadu established India's first transgender social welfare board in 2008 and have implemented a number of welfare schemes specifically for transgender residents, such as funding transition surgery and group housing projects. wondering if I can reach orgasm. Well, that's neither a long nor a short answer, so here you go. Well, after coming back from the surgery, there's a six-week period where you have to wait for all these different things to happen, and uh, you've got your dilation process and all these other things that have to happen before you can actually start engaging in any sort of intercourse. And trust me, it hurts. And uh, using these clear dilators that are actually a lucite kind of plastic, that's what you use to put in yourself. I um, started having these wet dreams, and wet dreams as a result of taking the hormones. I felt like I was going through puberty again. And uh, I was having these dreams, well, particularly when I was sleeping, of course, not napping, but I had to be in full-on REM sleep, deep sleep. And um, what I was feeling was kind of like something like a, well, almost started to feel like it was a pee, but if anybody, you know, well, everybody knows this when you've gone through puberty, you have that kind of wet feeling that's coming on, but it's a very different feeling. Well, I was quick to identify that one, and generally these happened to come when I was giving some serious amounts of oral sex in my dreams, and I'm really good at that in my dreams, but anyway, we'll leave that at that. So, learning that I was able to have orgasm in my sleep, I thought, there must be some way that I can do this in a conscious level. And at this time, my healing process was still well underway, and things were still very sore, things were still very painful to the touch. So there was no way that I was going to start exploring that at that point in time. And as things started to settle down, and the swelling went down, and the nerves started to stop these little zingers of pain shooting through my body every now and then, I was able to start doing some exploration with my fingers. And, uh, you know, squatting over the mirror to see what my new bits looked like was actually an interesting thing to do. And I highly encourage everybody to get to know what their body looks like, whatever it means you need to do. And so there I was, rubbing and massaging away. And trust me, it was no small, easy feat. It took me 45 minutes to get anything going. And then right when I got to that threshold, I knew that something was going to happen. Bam! 
it happened, and that was through external clitoral stimulation. And um, this was the only type of stimulation I'd had because I had not yet engaged in any sort of intercourse because, well, I was, number one, too scared, and number two, thought, well, if I did anything, is it going to hurt? took me a while to get that all figured out. So there I was enjoying myself, having all these masturbation sessions. And, you know, they were lasting anywhere from 45 minutes, even less than that, to 20 minutes, down to 10 minutes. And I got myself down to five minutes. Now, if I need to rub one out really quickly, I know we all like to get a little bit of a quick one off to start the day sometimes. And, and I speak not only for myself, but for men and women out there. Anyway... Uh, when I first had intercourse, I wouldn't say that it was the most pleasurable experiences. It was certainly very interesting. I'm not going to say it was painful. But I also started to feel there was a sensation on the inside, uh, much like what you would have as a G-spot stimulation. And from when I was talking to a lot of my biological females, they were telling me that that was a similar area where they were feeling things themselves. And I was very curious and very questioning and wanting to know exactly what was going on. Well, this is what they were telling me. The internal G-spot stimulation is probably what I was feeling. So, having, you know, got on the bandwagon and riding that old donkey again, having fun and keeping on going, well, it started to give me different sensation. And as the nerve endings started to regroup and re-body map with my brain and I knew where things were going, it started to give me pleasure that was well beyond what I had expected. So yes, there I was, now able to reach internal orgasm as well as external orgasm through clitoral stimulation. And uh, that's not to say that my inner and outer labia that were fashioned from my bits are also sensate. Sometimes it's a little much, sometimes it's exciting, but never, never, never something that I'm going to pass on up. So if I can reach orgasm, did that answer your question? Yes, I can. Listening to Transistor with your host, Velvet Steel. 